talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. All right, guys, welcome back. Brent, Kevin, I'm Jeff. We're uh, we're going to talk about a really good one today, I think, something that I'm sure um, most people either have struggled with, are struggling with, or will struggle with, and that is the question of when and how do we get comfortable in our own skin? Um, talking about the issue of discovering ourselves, you know, finding ourselves, knowing knowing who we are, being confident in that, or uh, self-aware, I guess, is another right. way to say it. Yeah, knowing what God created us to be, and then finally, uh, you know, in basketball, they talk about, I'm not a basketball guy, but they talk about... Uh, there's, Shocker! There, really? Yeah, no, football, baseball, okay, but not basketball. There's a place on the court, um, I think they call it the sweet spot, you know, where you played basketball, didn't you? A little bit. So there's the uh, place on the court where it's like your sweet spot. So I think that's it. We're trying to find what our sweet spot is in life, what God created us exactly for and finding that sweet spot. And when do we know that and when we're comfortable with that? Man, there's no better place in life than when you're in your sweet spot. Knowing what you were called to do and doing what you were called to do. Uh, That's a a good thing. Have you all found it? <laughs> yes and, and no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, what about you? Well, I tell you, I'm at the end of my 46th year, and I feel like, from a spiritual perspective, I'm just now starting to walk into that and and discover that for myself. It's been a over the last couple of years where I've really seen a move of God in my heart and my life from a spiritual perspective. Being comfortable in my own skin, though, I don't think it necessarily correlates to the exact same thing because I've been comfortable in my skin. I've been able to work and do and live life to the best that I can, best that I knew that I was for years now, and I've I've been okay with that. But I think there's a difference between being able to function from a personality perspective in a workplace, being able to function from personality perspective at home in comparison to what my calling is as a Christ follower and who God's created to me to to be in in relation with him and walking out in the fullness of his design for my heart and my life. I I really, the podcast can go either way or both ways. That's a wide open topic. Yeah, it is. So if I said, Kevin, um, what does it mean to be comfortable in your own skin? What, how, how would you define that? Comfortable in my own skin would mean that, um, that I am comfortable in any given situation, that uh, I feel like I'm equipped to be uh, where I'm at in life and to do what, what I'm doing in life. So I'm, I feel like um, I'm living within my giftedness, that I'm, I can do this without too much trepidation and fear. Um, so that to answer your question, that would be kind of the, the definition of it. I've, I've, I'm in the sweet spot. I've found, you know, what it is for me. I'm comfortable doing that. So it's really, uh, uh, it's about maturing and it's about growing up and, um, maturing, not just, not just physically and in, with skill sets, because I can, I, you know, looking at me, for instance, I know that I lead much more differently today than I did 10 years ago and much more differently than 20 years ago, simply because I've had a chance to lead more and I've failed more and I've, I've studied and I've learned. Yeah. And so I hope we would hope that we're better. Right. Right. So it's the physical. 
but it's also just the emotional. And, and so I'm not, I'm not thinking of it so much in terms of skill set, although that's part of it. Yeah. I'm thinking of it in terms of comfort in self-awareness of who I am. You know, right. who am I okay with, with, um, the current situation. Yeah. Like I, I don't have to be, you know, a mega pastor in front of 5,000 people every week. Uh, I'm comfortable in my situation. Yeah. You know, I'm comfortable in this podcast only talking to, you know, 12 people instead yeah. of 12,000 people. So, yeah. Hey, don't sell yourself short. Hey, man. who knows? Who hey, knows? You need to look in the mirror and say you're good enough. You're smart enough. And doggone it. People, people like. <laughs> yes, I was there. Thanks. Yep. Were you there too? You just didn't say anything, right? I was there. I heard it in my mind. <laughs> so typical. Oh, yes. man. So do you remember not being comfortable in your own skin? Man, I used to be so aware. I used to be so self-conscious that when I – if, like if I was in a crowd of people and, and a group over in the corner started laughing, my first thought was they're laughing at me. They're laughing at something. There's a word for that. <laughs> Teenager. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus, that I have – yeah, but Many I was in years college. Past that. And that's, <laughs> that's true. Oh, my goodness. I remember years ago, uh, I was at a conference somewhere, and uh, John Maxwell was speaking at it. And it was talking about uh, church plants and new churches and stuff. And I don't remember this situation. I don't remember where this church was. And by the way, I've, I've read Maxwell stuff. He's good stuff. But he was telling this story you one, about you this. Read them all. Huh? You read one and you read them all. Oh, I haven't read them all. He's got so many. <laughs> no, I'm saying you read one, you've read them oh, all. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But no, he was talking about this new church plant that. Um, it was struggling, but then it ended up being a very good church plant, but it was two relatives that started this church together, and there came a time where one of them had to fire the other one because the other one wasn't, you know, do it. they weren't leadership material. They weren't what they needed, and it was making the tough call in order to go the next. And so I'm sitting in the crowd, and, you know, Many people are probably listening to it about, yeah, I need to make that tough call. I'm thinking of it like, <laughs> I am I that me. guy? I'm about to get fired. You know, I'm looking around the people with me going, uh-oh, am I not pulling yeah. my weight? So that's an internal thing. I would say at that point, not comfortable in my own skin at all, you know? so How old were you-ish? I don't know. You probably were, in my 20s. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, rem- I don't remember really being comfortable in my own skin until maybe the last within the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, well into my 30s. Yeah. I mean, more comfortable than in my 20s. But to me, comfortable in your own skin means you're okay when people don't like you. That yeah. that, that might be too broad, but it's, it's where you go, you know what? They don't like me, and I'm, I'm okay, okay with that. that. <laughs> because I'm not going to try to change to get them to like me, because right. that's not who I am. Right. Well, I, you're right, because... In the past, uh, they don't like me. It 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 can become a what is wrong with me situation. They don't like me now. It's not necessarily a what's wrong with them situation, but it is a, you know what, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing what I'm called to do. Yeah. So there's a self realization that I, I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to. So I'm not going to condemn them for having this thought, but I'm also not going to condemn myself for having this thought. Um, now there is a danger in all this. I would say that. We can become too comfortable yeah. and then not realize maybe our own shortcomings, um, and we don't expand ourselves either. Uh, so th- there is some value in discomfort as well. <laughs> well, that's actually what was going on in my mind, uh, not really knowing how to express that, what you just said about if if there's an area where I need to grow, but I'm choosing not to, mm-hmm. because 
granted, we cannot be experts at everything. And throughout my life, I've taken numerous personality tests and numerous different giftings tests, and every one of them frustrated me frustrated me because they all turned out the exact same way. I was equally good <laughs> right in the middle. So I the, the that whole, utility player. Yeah, the whole are. phrase of a jack of all trades but a nat master of none truly was who I felt like I was and I and and so that was for me, for some people that's great. For for me yeah. that's always been a struggle because the question is well why can't I be a some great at something. Maybe I need to try harder. Maybe I need to work harder. Maybe I need to do more. If I read more, if I study more, if I practice more, if I do anything like that, and then where do I draw the line? I'm not getting any better at this, so I just need to put this on the shelf and then pick up something else. And so that's really been my struggle, even to date, is at what point do I chase after more growth in a certain area, and in what areas do I simply take a step back and say, this is as good as it's going to get for me in this particular area, I'm I'm 46. I'm not going to play in the NBA. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. Come don't on. be a dream killer, man. Um, but you know, whatever it whatever it is, at, at some point, I, it's just that balance, and and that's for me that's a struggle. Yeah. It, and it's a, and I'm not comfortable in my own skin in that way. And I think there's a lot of people that relate to that. Yeah, I agree. It's. I don't even know how to express it. <laughs> well, but, but back to your point, we all have blind spots, and I think you're exactly right that the danger of being comfortable comfortable in your own skin can be that you either ignore your blind spots or you celebrate your blind spots to a fault. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I, I I've heard people go, "Look, I'm just I'm just an arrogant jerk. That's just who I am." Yeah. Well, no, you don't have an excuse to be an arrogant right, jerk right. because that's your. That's who you are. No, that that's still not right. You're still an arrogant jerk, you know? Yeah. So it can't be an excuse. It has to be but but an awareness of it. Then you can go, okay, I'm no longer going to be that. I'm going to be something different. So just a practical example here. You know, grew up singing, grew up in church uh, singing and stuff, and was always given the attaboys and the pats on the back for, for being, you know, decent at it. Um well, then, you know, you get older, you go off to college, and you realize there are a lot of really, really, really good and talented and they people. they look way better in skinny jeans. They look, yes, they do. No doubt. Not even going to question that. I love you enough to tell you that, Kevin. Yes, appreciate that. Thank you. Um, back on my topic. So, you know, you realize there are a lot of really, really talented people. See, you realize, I, I realize that I'm not nearly as talented as these other people, um, but I still have a calling, and I can still do what I'm called to do. So, you know, I lead the worship here every week. Uh, I'm not aspiring to be the next Chris Tomlin or the next big person in the world, but I still practice every week. Um, you know, I still am trying to get to be a better version of who I am. So there is still a – I'm comfortable in who I'm called to be, but I'm uncomfortable enough to know that I can get better, if that makes sense. Um, so there's still there's still a – a pushing a little bit to, to to get to be better, but I'm but I'm comfortable if I'm never because I won't be. I'm not going to be an NBA star, but I'm not going to be a Chris Tomlin. I'm not going to be casting crown. I'm not going to be these guys. I'm okay with that. You know. Do you do you remember dying to some some dreams? You know, because you mentioned you'll never be Chris Tomlin and you'll yeah. never be a basketball star, um, and I'll never be Billy Graham. So, but but do you remember the the moment where maybe one of those dreams came? It came to a reality in your life that you know what. I'm not going to get that. And I know there's people out there going, never give up on your dreams. But truthfully, not so, all dreams are worth pursuing. Kind of, 
Go go. No, go okay, kind of yes. Um, it, it, I don't. I can't go to a definitive moment, but I can go to a season of time. You know, for me, it would have been there in college, maybe even a little before that, where I realized, you know, I'm not going to be a rock star or whatever. But but what the good thing that happens in that is, if we do it right, there's a self exploration of okay, that's not who I am, but who am I? And so, and what is my call? So there's a, it is a little uncomfortable, but you're starting to figure out, you know. How do I fit though? What what is so for me just personally? It was okay. I'm not this, but I am pretty good at this ministry thing. You know, I, I love people, and I can sing, and I can do this. You know, and then for me, it also expanded practically into I can do some graphic design kind of stuff. So that's a unique set of giftedness that all meshes together to make me a a, a key piece to a church somewhere. So you know, uh, that's something I can offer all those pieces together. So it was a season for me, not necessarily a moment in time. I, can, I didn't have I, I didn't have a crying of, overnight going, oh, my dreams are gone. I didn't have that. You know? I can think of both situations, instances where someone said something that truly crushed a dream that I had. But a lot of it was kind of like you were saying, Kevin. I, I remember in my upper 20s, graduating from college, have a business degree, and had worked six, eight, ten different jobs since I was a teenager. And I could tell you six, eight, ten different things I did not want to do with the rest of my life, but yeah. I couldn't tell you what I did want to do. And then God got a hold of me, started rocking my world. And you know, one of the verses that come to mind is Second Corinthians five seventeen, where we're told, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone and the new is here. And when for me, I started to accept that I am a new creation in Christ and that I can walk in the fullness and the wholeness of who he's created me to be. And even at that time, I still had no clue what that was, but there was there was a freedom in expectation of more. There was a freedom in um, grasping that God has a purpose and a plan for my life. And if I was to follow that, then doors will open and, and the light, him being a light to my feet and a lamp to my lamp to my feet, lights my path. He'll start to illuminate mm -hmm. things in my heart and my life. And I remember specifically, we got time to tell this. This is a crazy story. I remember I, I left a job that went out of business and I, I had enough money saved up for about three months and I, I said, I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask God, God, I want to serve. And this was as authentic a prayer as I could pray. God, I want to serve you. I want to maybe go full-time ministry. I don't know what it is. Would you open the door? Would you just open the door for whatever you have next in my yeah. life? And I sat in my house for a full month. Wow. <laughs> and no door opened. And I prayed every single day. And the bank account got smaller. And then yeah. I sat there for two months. And I prayed every single day. And I read my Bible. And I studied. And I prayed and said, God, what do you want me to do? Open the door for me. And two months had passed. And the bank account's getting smaller. And I still didn't have a job and no opportunities. And at the end of that third month, it was almost to the day. Now I'm at the point, I've got to find a job. I, I, I'm not going to be able to pay my house note. I got to I got to survive here. What am I going to do? I'm running out of grocery money. And in my spirit, I just felt God tell me to get off my butt and go. And mm -hmm. that he's going to direct my path. Because I had this, this misconception that if I sit here and wait on God, he's going to lay this path out and before me. But all throughout scripture, he's the lamp to our feet, the light yeah. to our bath. He's the one that illuminates as we are going. Yeah. And if we're going to sit back and wait on God to illuminate in us, yeah. 
who I'm created to be and what I'm supposed to do and, and, and sit on the couch and wait to get comfortable in my own skin, it's never going to happen. I have to be active in pursuing him and pursuing what I think that he's placed in my mind. And through that, he's going to turn me to the right or to the left or let me keep going straight because I'm, I'm following and being obedient to him. Mm-hmm. You know, when you do weight training, you work out a muscle. Yeah, I know a lot about that. Yeah, I know you do, Jeff. I, I joined a gym back in July. Those shirts are getting so tight. You know, I, I'm getting smaller shirts. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's, see, my plan is instead of growing my muscle, I'll just get smaller shirts. That's it. Wow, it's working. So, you know, when, when you I'm do— I'm comfortable in my own skin, you brother. You are. Yeah, and Don't be a hater. We see that. Okay. Don't be a hater. Thanks for listening today. We appreciate that. When you do weight training, um, you are— uh, in essence, tearing and stretching those muscles, yeah. and uh, and it takes a time of healing. But I think maybe that's what God is doing with us. He's so we got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable a little bit. That is that stretching every single time. There's that little bit that's further along than than where we are. Um, even even at our age, and those that may be older listening to this, um, there needs to be some times of uncomfortableness still. So we're comfortable in our skin, but yet almost the, the crazy prayer would be. God, give me an uncomfortable situation to stretch me just a little bit further. Give me something that's beyond where I am now. Um, it reminds me of the uh, the great song or the great poem, Butt Print in the Sand. Okay. Share this one with us, Jeff. <laughs> it, it's a lot like the footprint in the sand, yes. but it goes like this. It does, uh, One night I had a dream. I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord, and as we walked along, I noticed there were two sets of footprints. Mm. One belonged to me and the other to the Lord. And then I noticed in the darkest, hardest, scariest times in my life, there were only one set of footprints. Mm. And I said to the Lord, Lord, there's only one set of footprints. How come? Why did you leave me? And God said, I didn't leave you. It's during those times that I carried you. Then I looked and I saw that there was a butt print. And I said, Lord, what what is that all about? And he said, well, look, it's tired. It's time for me to stop carrying you for you to start getting off your butt and doing something. Thanks for listening once again. <laughs> now, Has that song been written yet? Yeah, we could write that song. That now, here, here's the funny part. I know that was totally stupid, but it's exactly what happens sometimes. We say to God, God, open the door. You do it. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah. And God's going, look, I'm not going to carry you. I'll walk with you. I'll mm-hmm. never leave you and I'll never forsake you. But faith is not hoping something will happen. Mm-hmm. Faith has action. Faith is a verb. It's saying, okay, Lord, I'm trusting you for this next step, and mm-hmm. so I'm taking that step. And and if I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail because I've had faith in Christ, mm-hmm. not because I'm afraid of what to do next or because I don't know what to do Peter, next. get out of the boat. Exactly. Get yeah. out of the boat. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a— um, so in comfort and discomfort, Peter's in the boat pretty comfortably. I mean, perfectly good boat, surrounded by water on every side, um, comfortable in his own skin. Jesus calls him to do something pretty uncomfortable. Uh, you know, for all of us, I think there's a time like that where it's, it is, you know, get off your rear, and God calls us to do something that's a little bit uncomfortable for us. Outside of who we think we, we are, are, even. Right. Matt, think about that. That's maybe a danger of being comfortable in our skin too much is yeah. that God has a way of throwing a, a monkey wrench. He he goes, you know what? I know it's comfortable where you are. Yeah. I know it's fun. It's good. It, it's just like um, 
when with the transfiguration, Peter goes, "Hey, this is this is great. Let's just let's just right. build some houses right here, and we'll all stay here together and just preserve this moment." And Jesus goes, "No, no, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to show you my glory, so that I can send you back into the the, the muck of the world, mm-hmm. so that you can remake. I gave you something to give you motivation and encouragement to do what I've called you to do, and and so our comfort in our own skin." doesn't often doesn't always translate into where God has called us and that reverts back to another podcast that he always equips us but we often don't see that equipping until he already sends us and we're in the it's like building a plane while we're flying it if that makes sense yeah part of the struggle I think is many times we're not comfortable in our own skin because we're not comfortable with mystery yeah we try to figure out everything that's control and, and I, it, it is control and it's idolatry Paul talks about it in first Corinthians. Uh, he says in First uh, Corinthians two nine and ten. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things of God has prepared for those who love Him. These are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Mm. And when we try to figure everything out with our own rational minds and have mm-hmm. an answer, I, I I don't have to know. Let me rephrase that. We should not require knowledge of every single step before we're able to take the very first step and being comfortable with where we're at, but craving more. Just because I'm comfortable in my own skin does not mean I shouldn't crave more or my word. We would be at the end of our existence right here in this podcast. This would be the end of it. And so our striving is, yes, we're comfortable in our own skin today, but that does not supersede the Mm -hmm. ultimate desire we have for more of God, more of Jesus, more of Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit leading, guiding, and directing our lives. Why? Because we grasp that our minds are finite and we cannot conceive how great the purpose and the plan is that God has mm-hmm. for us. So be comfortable with where I'm at today. Don't don't negate where we're at today. Don't minimize where you're at today. Yeah. Because even if you're a place of beginning, everything has a beginning. That's not a bad thing. No. I think it's Zechariah 4.10. I'm thinking off the top of my head. It says, do not despise small beginnings. Yeah. And and we do. Oh, I want to be where they're at. I want to preach at their level. I want to teach at their level. I want to have the stories that they have the stories of. And I'm not comfortable with who I am because I'm always comparing myself to what other people mm-hmm. are doing and the places other people are going. And God says, peace be still. Let me speak to you. Yeah, Let me right grow now. you where you're at. Right. All I'm asking for you is an obedient step by step by step. Yep. So what would you what would you tell your younger self as we try to wrap this up here? <laughs> There's more. Hmm. I mean, really. Yeah. I I remember years ago in campus ministry and youth ministry thinking, well, you know, there is more, but the more is more people, the more is a bigger paycheck, the more is a bigger church and a bigger name for, for myself and things of that nature. And that was the wrong more. It's, man, my, my mores are, there's just more peace from God. There's more joy from God. Mm-hmm. There's more okay just being God's little boy and not having to chase after what the world says success is, just chase after my relationship with God. You know, be okay. The Zechariah phrase I mentioned a moment ago, the scripture. That's that's what I would tell myself. 
don't despise the small beginnings. Mm. Yeah, and to echo that, I would I would tell my younger self, I tell my today self the same thing. Enjoy the journey, enjoy the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Um, you know, looking back in the past, there was always a a yearning and a striving for the future. You know, the 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 future plan, the big thing that God had for me. You know, whatever, and, and it was that looking out, but but missing a lot of times the the present. You know, just living in the present, and and so that's a that's a message for today too. That this is the day the Lord has made, and He's given me this day. He's given me this place. He's given me these people. This is the day. So, when all is said and done, and looking back on the end of my life, it's going to be made up of a lot of little vanilla days like this. That they're nothing. You know, our highlight reel is a very limited amount of days for anybody. You know, it's mostly made up of getting up, doing the day, spending time with people, eating a meal with somebody. You know, going to bed having a good day. That's most of life. So enjoy it. Enjoy what God has given us. Because if we don't, I think if we're always looking for something that else is out there, uh, we miss, you know, we miss it. We miss what, what, what he's really given us right here, right now. And you're not, you're not negating drive and ambition no, not at all. And, and goal and zeal. No. But, but I echo what you say. I, I would, I would tell my younger selves enough to write a book, honestly. I mean, mm. I just, there's so many things I don't think I really fully comprehended. Just I think the way I'm wired. Mm. But <clears throat> I would probably say to myself, slow your roll. Mm-hmm. Listen to those who've walked the path that you're on. Mm. And not just listen, but value yeah. the wisdom that's been given to you. And then also recognize that, that life is not easy and it's not guaranteed to be... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. We got to the Heimlich maneuver on Brent over here in a second. Go, go, go ahead and just let it out, bro. I'm, I'm trying not to cough, but that water went down the wrong way. We're having fun in here. Here I am, spilling my soul. That's awesome. Oh, if only people could have seen him duck uh, down in the corner. Demons be free. Barely able to breathe. Oh, uh, but actually, that fits right into it. I, w- I would try to tell myself that exact same thing. There, Life just happens. Yeah. Some of it's what you make of it, and some of it's what you're dealt. Yeah. It's not fair. Roll with it. It's not easy. People are mean. The world is cruel. I would be way more truthful mm-hmm. about what's actually going to happen. Yep. But to me, that would give hope because I know that today I'm more satisfied than I've ever been in my entire life. Yeah. But it's because my expectation is different because I'm more satisfied with Jesus than I've ever been before because the world, I think through all of the failures and through all of the, the busted promises and the lack of big breaks or whatever, I finally come to realize or realizing, I guess still that all of that's just smoke and mirrors. Mm -hmm. What really matters is what does God think? What is God's plan? You know, the scripture says in Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you. He doesn't say for, I know the plans you have for you. Yeah. It's God saying, I know the plans I have for you. That means nothing's by chance. Right. Nothing's by accident. And even in the midst of the shambles of my life, God can turn it into beauty. And, uh, you know, beauty beauty from ashes, right? You know, as we're talking about speaking to our younger selves, um, there will be those that listen to this that, that, this is crazy, this is crazy thought, but aspire to be who we are. 
Uh, <laughs> no. Weird. Uh, they don't have very big dreams. We, <laughs> I'm just thinking in a practical way, we might be speaking yeah. to a, a version. Seven and eight year olds. <laughs> That's right. Have fun in Little League. Yeah. Just enjoy it, son. Go finish your thought, That's though, because right. I, no, really no. I want to know where you're going with this. Well, I just think you know, we, we are speaking to somebody else that is a version of the younger version of us. Yeah. So it's, it's practical advice to those out there. Um, it, it, it's just crazy to me to think we, we've aspired to be other people in the past. There are people who aspire to be us. Um, so I, I think our advice here is good. You know, enjoy the journey. Yeah. Uh, don't take it too serious. You know, just uh, I, th- I think it's good advice for those that would be listening. Um, it's, it's crazy. for it, I'm still stuck on this. Somebody aspiring to be who we are. But <laughs> but it's true. I know it's true. Yeah. It has to be. So, But, you know, shouldn't we live lives that are um... – solid enough that that it would be worth somebody else being like yep that's what paul said yeah i yep. just imitate in essence, he says you want to know what it means to be a christ follower watch the way i live my life yep. and do what i do yep. and yes that's that's it it's not a do list it's a be list mm-hmm. i want to be like jesus yep. and and if we cannot say that like paul said that then we've got to change our life to to bring us in line right because it 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 we act like that's a unique thing. No, that that's the that's the normal. It should be that my life is normal, which means I'm mm-hmm. following after Jesus, which means somebody else should emulate that. It's that, and we we should be setting an imitation example for those that are that are younger that we look at us. We also need to be looking at others who yes. are who have who are still following in the faith and be trying to imitate them as well. Oh, I feel a whole another podcast coming on. Yep. People in your life that you aspire to be like, hmm. whether good or bad. Like Mike. <laughs> like <laughs> Mike. Oh, we just <laughs> aged ourselves on that one. We <laughs> just did. Well, y'all did. I didn't say That's nothing. awesome. All right. Well, guys, I think this concludes another podcast. Yes. All right. Good day. Well, uh, y'all out there listening, thank you for listening. Thanks for sticking in with us. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Messy Christianity. It is officially on iTunes and also the Apple Store. Or mm-hmm. the uh, Google Play, yep. and do me fa- do us a favor. Share this if if you've received value out of this podcast. Would you share it on Facebook or, or share it with your friends? Our our goal truly is not to be famous. Our goal is to truly have conversations that are kingdom inspiring, and uh, we hope that through the ordinary, something holy will shine through. All right. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life faith, and everything in between. Want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.